Welcome to the SCD-Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If something has been eating at you or eating at your gut, then I have good news for you. The Specific Carbohydrate Diet, also known as the SCD, has helped countless people with a wide variety of health issues improve their quality of life. It's also a great way to eat if you just want to go grain-free or stay away from processed foods. Here, you'll find interviews with SCD experts as well as everyday people who actively follow the program, and you'll get tips to help you enjoy living the SCD, including resources, recipes, and more. I'm your host, Lee Bernstein. I live with gut issues. I live with autoimmune issues. And after trying many nutrition protocols, I found that the SCD is what works for me. If that's the same for you, or if you're looking to find out if it is, then let's enjoy living SCD together. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Nothing on this show is ever medical advice. I'm just someone who's thankful that the specific carbohydrate diet works. I'm thankful that it's given me my life back, and I'm especially thankful and excited about being here with you today. So if you're ready, let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. I am so excited today to introduce you to the most wonderful woman. Her name is Lindsay Brown. She's a guest today because her oldest daughter, Caroline, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease almost a year ago. That's the sad news, but the really great news is that Caroline has had great success on the specific carbohydrate diet, and Lindsay is here today to share the story about what her daughter went through, what she went through, the obstacles they had to overcome, both personally, emotionally, and with the medical community. I think you're going to find it fascinating. She's a stay-at-home mom right now. She has three daughters. She and her husband, Skip, have been married for 17 years. Before becoming a mom, Lindsay was a middle school English and history teacher, and she's just a delightful person. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview today. Before we begin, I have to say, I have to apologize to you. I'm a little bit delayed in getting this launched. Lindsay was so gracious in sharing a nice handful of her favorite recipes with us. I do have them. I have had the worst time with my website trying to get them posted, and I will get it up as soon as possible. Um, if you'd like it in the meantime, just send me an email at leebernstein at scdforme.com, and I will send you the link to where they are posted. I will get it up and running as soon as possible, but I didn't want to delay this anymore because it's such an important story. And with in the United States here, Thanksgiving right around the corner. This is just the most wonderful, inspiring story to give thanks for the specific carbohydrate diet and all it can do for you. Thank you. Enjoy. Lindsay, it is such a pleasure to have you here today. I can't thank you enough for being here to talk about everything that you've been through with the specific carbohydrate diet, both as a mom and seeing what your daughter went through when she was diagnosed. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had the greatest letter from Lindsay talking about the success that she's had with uh, SCD in helping her daughter. And when I read it, it it gave me goosebumps, actually. It made my day. I wrote back to her right away to let her know that. I really wanted her to come on the show and share her story with all of you. And I have no doubt that you're going to get a big kick out of everything you hear and that you're also going to get helped. And you're going to hear maybe a lot of yourself and what she's gone through. So first of all, how old is Caroline, your daughter? She is currently 11 years old. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Caroline and her health history. She was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in November of 2020 when she was 10 years old. Prior to that, she was a pretty healthy little girl. She had some issues with constipation when she was a baby. And after um, a few rounds of antibiotics to treat 
an ear infection when she was a toddler. She developed C. diff. But other than that, she hasn't really had any kind of significant health history. I don't know if, if those things are related at all, but um, prior to her diagnosis of Crohn's, she really didn't have any significant health history to mention. She was a pretty healthy little girl. So tell us about the symptoms she was having that led to the diagnosis of Crohn's disease. Well, oddly enough, at least it seemed odd to me, her first symptom was a swollen lip. And that was in August of 2020. And I took her to her pediatrician and he was a little bit concerned about it. So he sent her to a specialist to have it checked. And that specialist sent us to a different specialist and then another specialist and then another one until finally an oral surgeon actually was the first to suggest that maybe it was Crohn's disease and he sent us to a GI doctor. The GI doctor said that he would do a stool test called a fecal calprotectin and that if that was elevated, that it was a good indication that she did have Crohn's. So over the course of those few weeks of seeing different specialists, she did start to complain from time to time about her stomach hurting and um, was having occasional diarrhea nothing too significant. Um, but when the GI doctor did her calprotectin, it came back elevated to 2,360 and normal for a calprotectin is less than 50. And this measures inflammation um, in the GI tract. And um, so normal was less than 50 and hers was 2,360. So he followed that up with a colonoscopy and an endoscopy to confirm the diagnosis and to see exactly where the disease was and uh, how severe it was. And so then you were told the good news, huh? Right. Yeah. Um he he confirmed with the colonoscopy and the endoscopy that it was in fact Crohn's, and um, he sat down with me and went through several different drug treatment options, and then ultimately recommended either of two immunosuppressing drugs, Remicade or Humira, and it really just came down to which was more convenient for our family based on the way that they are administered. Okay. And of course, when I say then you were given the good news, I said that very, very tongue in cheek because it's not good. News. Right. <laughs> Especially right. when it's a child. You know, it's hard enough when you're an adult and you're diagnosed with things that you have to deal with. But when it's your child, wouldn't you agree? That's a that's an entirely different level of of stress and, and caring that you go through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely is to be making those decisions. I mean, to see your child suffer is, is terrible. And then to be making those decisions for someone else um, is, is so difficult. And a swollen lip. Isn't that interesting? Well, I learned that Crohn's disease can affect you anywhere in your intestinal tract from your bottom to your mouth. And that was just the way that it was presenting for her. So the GI doctor was not all that surprised by the swollen lip, even though it took us four or five specialists before we got to the GI doctor. Yeah, that's a lot that you had to go through. And did you ever feel like giving up at any point? Uh, well, I remember saying to one doctor, you know, is this, is this something like, this seems like it's kind of getting out of hand. Do we need to keep pursuing this? You know, her lips not bothering her. Um, but I remember, I don't remember which doctor that was, but I remember him saying, yeah, this, we need to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> Thank God. You know, because yes. sometimes when you don't get answers and I'm sure many, many other people have been through similar things. You just don't know where to turn next. You start to think, okay, is it all in my head? What's going on here? Thank God you stuck with it because it's very serious. Mm -hmm. And now you're now you're mm -hmm. being told that there are all of these wonderful, very heavy meds that they can put Caroline on to hopefully help her. 
Oh, how did you feel about that? Uh, what was your reaction and what was her reaction to the diagnosis and the treatment options that were being offered? Mm-hmm. Well, I am a firm believer that God will not give us more than we can handle and that he will work all things out for our good, even really hard things like Crohn's disease. So I, I kind of took her diagnosis in stride. I mean, I, I hated it and I wish that it weren't true, but it didn't totally devastate me. The the drug treatment option, on the other hand, I just couldn't accept. Um, I I was kind of devastated at the thought of starting my ten year old daughter on that kind of drug regimen. Is it because you knew about the drugs, or had you researched them, and then you learned about them? What was it that frightened you? Well, I knew that, you know, the way that these two drugs are administered, one, I I would have been giving her a shot every two weeks, and then the other, she would have been going to the hospital, I think it was every two months, to have an IV infusion that would have taken a couple hours to administer. And so just those things alone tell you these are serious medications. And I actually have a good friend whose son is a pharmaceutical rep for one of those two drugs. And I was able to talk to him on the phone for quite a while. He spent quite a bit of time talking to us about it. And, um, you know, as a family friend, was honest about the the side effects and the the potential risks involved with them. He he also believes in those drugs and and um and was recommending his drug, but at the same time was honest about the side effects and the possible risks. So knowing that she was 10 years old and would be starting on these types of drugs just just <laughs> gave me a pit in my stomach. I hearing you talk about it gave me a pit in my stomach, you know? I mean, I I can't even imagine what that mm-hmm. felt like as a parent. But so all right, so you you had all of the options with medications that they were giving you. Did the doctor talk to you at all about any type of diet changes? Anything? No, he I asked him about the possibility of treating her with a diet. And he did give me information on one diet treatment option that would have involved her getting all or most of her calories from a liquid formula diet. I persisted, insisting that certainly some kind of whole foods-based diet could help a, a gut issue like this. But he said that he couldn't recommend anything that wasn't backed by science. And he never mentioned the specific carbohydrate diet. And he never mentioned any other food protocols other than just going on the liquid uh, supplements. So how did you discover the specific carbohydrate diet? And how long did it take you to find it? Well, we were very fortunate in that Caroline was not seriously ill when she was diagnosed with Crohn's. She was having occasional diarrhea and stomach aches, but she wasn't so ill that she needed to be hospitalized or receive immediate medical treatment like many of the stories that I have read about and even some that I have heard on your podcast. So the way that we left it with the doctor is that we would take a few days or a week to think about the two drug treatment options that he had given us and decide which one would be better for Caroline and better for our family. And so during that time, a friend sent me a blog that was written by a woman who had IBD and who had found some relief through a whole foods-based diet. So I was reading her blog and you know, clicked on something within her blog that led me somewhere else and then clicked on something in that that led me somewhere else and another click here and another click there. And I eventually ended up on the Seattle Children's Hospital website where I read about Dr. David Suskind, 
who was treating pediatric Crohn's patients with the specific carbohydrate diet and having success. Yes. And he's been interviewed on the show for those who might be new. I've done two interviews with Dr. Suskind. He also addresses the liquid diet in one of his interviews as well, one or both. So if you're interested in hearing more about him, everybody, be sure and go back and find those interviews and listen to him too. All right. So the universe is now on your side and you're clicking and you end up on the Seattle Children's Hospital website. You find Dr. Suskind, you find um, the specific carbohydrate diet. What happened then? Well, like I said, when her doctors presented the treatment options that they recommended, I was pretty devastated. So I couldn't help but hope and think and pray that there might be some other option. So I was desperate at that point to try to avoid the aggressive drug treatment that the doctors were recommending. So when I came across this hospital website where a legitimate medical doctor was treating patients with a nutrient-rich, whole foods-based diet, I was incredibly hopeful. <laughs> I um, And even though I, I, I can, I'm remembering it now and just how hopeful I felt that, that there could be another option. And um, so even though I could tell that that diet would be an adjustment for our family and that it would, it would take a significant amount of time and effort, it felt like it was doable. And I was willing at that point to, to do anything. So, um, so it was, it was, like I said, I felt incredibly hopeful and um, just kind of a renewed spirit within me. Right. And, you know, it, it, so many people in the past, back in the early days of the specific carbohydrate diet, when they would find it, they'd look at it and they think, okay, well, you know, maybe I don't have anything to lose. I'll give it a try. A lot of times we have all been at the very bottom of our barrel when we try it because we don't know what else to do. It helps so much now that people such as yourself can go on on the internet and, like you said, find a credible doctor, a very credible, highly respected hospital for children that uses this as part of their protocol. And it it you don't feel as much like, well, maybe I'll just give it a try and experiment. You feel like there's real hope because you see that professionals are finding it and that it really is helping people. Oh, gosh, I hope that Dr. Suskind listens to this interview because, you know, I know that so much of what he does and so much of what Seattle Children's does helps countless people. But this is such a great example of just like a mini miracle that happened because mm -hmm. they're willing to do what they've done, the research that they've done, and they've put themselves out there. And so you didn't, you know what? So at this point, had you purchased um, the book um, Breaking the Vicious Cycle by Elaine Gottschall? Had you read it yet? Or was it just pretty much what you were reading about it on the internet? At that point, I had just read about it on the internet. And I will mention, you know, I'm I'm kind of on the other side of the country from Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, so it is, as you were saying, it just to be able to go online and find that information, being on the other side of the country is is a, a really wonderful thing. Um so at that point I had just read about it online, and so I made a, a follow-up appointment with Caroline's GI doctor, just really kind of with, with that information that I had at that point and asked him about the specific carbohydrate diet and if it would be possible to at least try it with Caroline. And he did say at that appointment that he had heard of it, even though he hadn't mentioned it to me prior. He said he had heard of it, but he, he was not confident that it would work. But still, he said that he would give us about two months. It was a little, ended up being a little over two months that he would give us to try the specific carbohydrate diet to see if it would work. 
without medication, but then after two months, if it didn't work, that she would need to go on one of the two medicines that he had recommended. Well, that certainly seems prudent, you know? I mean, it's nice that he was willing to. Not that not that he's the boss. One thing we talk about on this podcast a lot is you hire the doctor, you're the boss, you're the one that's really calling the shots. But it's refreshing to find a doctor that's willing to give it a try, you know? So... What did you do to get started? Yeah, so then it was at that point, um, after talking to my husband about it and getting his full support, it was at that point that I ordered a copy of Breaking the Vicious Cycle <laughs> and um, and read it. And then in December of 2020, my entire family of five started the SCD. I cleaned out my pantry of well, pretty much anything that wasn't SCD legal and I just took it one week at a time. I made chicken soup at least once a week and and then just did easy meals that didn't require a recipe like grilled or baked meat and roasted veggies all seasoned with olive oil and salt and pepper. And then I would start um, finding new SCD recipes and trying them. I went through my own collection of recipes and cleared out the things that I couldn't adapt and the things that I could adapt to be SCD legal, I, I did. And uh, I referred constantly to the legal, illegal list online on the Breaking the Vicious Cycle website, or there's other websites that have the legal, illegal lists also. One that um, comes to mind I, is pecan bread. Uh, I'll just mm -hmm. interject that real quick. Pecan bread is one that that's p e c a n b r e a d dot. I believe it's dot com. I'll, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. That's one that a lot of people go to as well. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, I definitely use that one. Yep, I definitely use that one. Um, I also ordered a yogurt maker and started making homemade yogurt. And that was also the time that I found your podcast. So I listened to your podcast while I was making chicken soup and homemade yogurt and all of those things in my kitchen. So, um, You mentioned one thing I loved that you said is that you really found the specific carbohydrate diet to be very doable. Now, for those who have not been on the specific carbohydrate diet, maybe this podcast, you're hearing about it for the first time. It's a whole food-based diet. It's also based on if you're going to eat sugars, you eat simple sugars, uh, hence the name um, specific carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, monosaccharides, as they're called, which are naturally occurring in a great amount of whole foods that have carbohydrates. But they're not processed foods, and you really are eating whole foods, and even within that context, there's foods that you're allowed and foods that you're not allowed. Some people feel overwhelmed, you know, especially if they're living a fast food lifestyle. You did not feel that way. Do you think it's because, like I said earlier, you kind of felt like you and your daughter were now really facing something where you've, it's now or never, you really have to give it a try? Or is it because you really found SCD very attractive and very doable or kind of a combination of the two? I think it was a few things. I think it was that position that I was in where I felt so desperate and um, that the other options that had been presented to me seemed terrible. <laughs> and um, But I think it was also you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in the kitchen. Uh, I really enjoy cooking and I enjoy feeding people. My family was used to eating meals around the table. My kids were used to eating a lot of fresh fruits and veggies. And so all of those things definitely helped. Um, you know, they did they they do they did miss the extras you know like uh rice and potatoes and and things like popcorn and ice cream but scd legal meals are are usually really delicious so um 
So I think it was kind of, it was a, a combination of several things. I'm also a stay-at-home mom at this point. My kids are all in school. I work just one day a week, so I have the time to go to multiple grocery stores every week and prep food while they're at school and make yogurt and make bone broth and you know do those things while they're at school and and still have homemade meals together around the table. So it was it was a combination of several things. What made you decide that the whole household was going to do it? First of all, before you answer that, um, so it's family of five. How old are the other kids? So when Caroline was diagnosed, she was 10, and my other daughters were nine and five. Okay. Okay. So, and and your husband, of course, he's on it as well. What made you all decide to do it? holistically as a whole mm-hmm. rather than rather than make a special meal for Caroline. Mm-hmm. Well, it was in part a practical decision. I didn't want to be making one meal for Caroline and a separate meal for the other four of us. That just didn't seem realistic. But it was mostly because I wanted to be a support to Caroline. I knew that this was going to be hard for her, um, especially at first. I knew that she was going to feel like she was giving up a lot of things. And so mostly I wanted to be give her as much support as we could. And like I said, my other daughters were nine and five when we started. And they... Um, they they were amazing. They wanted to be supportive as well. And they, um, you know, very rarely whined or complained. They very rarely asked for things that they knew they weren't allowed to have. So it really worked out well for our family. Um, my husband lost about 15 pounds, which he was excited about. And, you know, I, I go to sleep every night feeling really good about what my whole family has eaten all day. And so it, it was really good for all of us. That's interesting. What you said about your hubby losing the weight. One of my questions was going to be, did any, even though you haven't been on SCD for a really long time, did anyone else in the family find that they felt a little bit better or notice any health improvements. And obviously that weight loss of your husband's is one of them. That's great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you I ha- think just in general, we all feel a little better. You know, we don't, we don't crave sugar like we used to. And, um, we, yeah, like I said, my husband lost some weight and, um, like I said, we, we ate fairly healthy before, but um, but cutting out sugar was pretty significant and helped us all to feel better. You said you have you you have a lot of experience in the kitchen, so that helped a lot. Was there anything that you? I mean, how was your comfort level level still? And was there anything that you found a little bit difficult to deal with in the beginning, or partic- or easier than you thought it would be? Yeah, like I said, I was I was pretty comfortable in the kitchen, used to cooking meals for my family and and eating around the table. And I you know, I definitely still had quite a bit to learn, but um I remember I think it was on one of your podcasts listening to someone talk about how um some some people who have started the the SCD have never used anything other than the microwave in their kitchen and um, that would definitely make it more challenging. That was that was not where I was coming from. Thankfully, um, being being pretty comfortable in the kitchen and having the time definitely helped. All right, so now this is the moment that everyone's been waiting for two months to try the diet. What happened? Well, her calprotectin, the fecal calprotectin, as I said in November, was elevated to 2,360 and normal is less than 50. When she was rechecked in February after less than three months on the diet, 
her calprotectin was 37, which is totally normal. Wow. At that point, all of her physical symptoms, right? Wow. Wow. Uh, All of her physical symptoms were gone as well. Her, uh, Her lip was no longer swollen. She wasn't having any more stomach pain or diarrhea. And her GI doctor said that she was in clinical remission and lab remission. And what did the doctor say? Well, <laughs> he um, was a, a bit reserved about it, wasn't as excited as he should have been, um, but he did use the word amazing, even though he said it in a very nonchalant way. Um, and he just basically told us to that we could keep doing what we were doing. You know, more and more people do this with their doctors, and it does really it really makes sense and it really helps everyone if people take the time to educate their doctors, not just, oh, I don't like what that doctor said. I'm going to find someone else. Maybe talking to the doctor like you did and saying, this is what I want to try. What's your opinion? And then for a doctor to see it work that way, if that happens again and again and again, eventually that doctor is going to realize that this is something very real and something that maybe he needs to be talking to his patients about at the beginning. Now, I'm going to say something a little crass here, and I don't mean it with that doctor or even most doctors in general, but because there's not a lot of money to be made in the specific carbohydrate diet and because um, there is money to be made in pharmaceuticals, Sometimes people's doctors aren't always as open to it as they should be, but yours turned out to be a pretty good experience. Um, Caroline now, she feels as though she's living a normal life as she's going to school and as she's going through day to day. Yes? Yes. Her, she continues to do really well. Her calprotectin was last rechecked in June and it was five. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to clap her... the microphone. Time out for <laughs> time out for applause. Thank you. <laughs> yes, um, her GI doctor will continue to monitor that every six months. So, so that will be rechecked again in another few months. But um, her other labs have also been rechecked, and those have all returned to normal as well. For example, her iron was low when she was first diagnosed, which I think is fairly common with Crohn's. Um, But that has now also returned to normal as of just a few weeks ago, in fact. And um, that is with the help of some vitamins. She she does take some vitamins um, along with doing the diet, but with with no medication. Which vitamins? Which vitamins does she take? Uh, Well, she takes a multivitamin and she takes iron and vitamin D and vitamin C. And obviously, they must all be SCD legal, otherwise her numbers wouldn't be as strong as they are, I would guess. They are. I I verified the ingredients on all of the vitamins that she takes to be sure that they are SCD legal. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All right. So does she ever cheat? Caroline never cheats. In uh, about 10 months of being on the SCD diet, she has not eaten anything that is not SCD legal. And as you know, that's really the only way to do the SCD. Um, If you're eating pizza occasionally or having a donut here and there, you're not really doing the SCD. And um, I will say that the rest of, of my family does not follow the SCD 100% of the time. Um, There are a few things that I'll buy at home still that are not SCD legal, like hummus, for example. My my other kids and my husband like hummus, and that helps them to eat more veggies. So I continue to buy hummus for them. And if, you know, if my other daughters are going to a, a birthday party, they'll have a piece of cake. Or if we're at grandma's house, they'll have some popcorn. Um, all of the meals that I make at home are still pretty much 100% SCD legal for everyone. But as far as Caroline goes, she is 100% SCD legal 100% of the time. That is incredible. I mean, and I'm going to talk to you about how you handle birthday parties and everything in just a second. But truly, for someone her age, that is absolutely incredible. Has she always been that type of diligent um kid or 
what do you think contributes to her being so good at sticking to this? It is incredible it, for an 11-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old to do what she's done. I mean, she has had literally no sugar for 10 months other than, as you know, she can have honey. Um, but no sugar. I mean, she's, it, it really is incredible. And it, it does fit her personality. She's, um, she is diligent. She, um, she does persevere. She does put her mind to something and stick to it and until it's accomplished. And so, you know, she's really wonderful in that way. Um, she also hates needles and she Hmm. knew that the, both of the drug treatments that were, were options would require her to be stuck with a needle and she really hates needles. So I think that that's a little bit of a, a motivator to her as well. But, um, you know, I think a big part of it too was just seeing and knowing my feelings about the the drugs and, you know, knowing I was, I was pretty honest with her about the side that these drugs have side effects and that they are, they're serious drugs. And so I think she had the maturity to understand kind of what she was up against. So yeah, great a great level of maturity. I mean, she really is to be commended, as are you. I mean, obviously, she learned this type of responsibility somewhere, but that is remarkable and good for her. Um, boy, I can see her I can see her eventually becoming quite an advocate for talking to other kids, maybe even about her experiences and helping them in in what they might be going through. If she ever ends up with a friend or two that has Crohn's colitis, autoimmune, celiac, uh, boy, I hope they have the blessing of being able to talk to her because I'm sure that she will help them very much. So what do you do with birthday parties, sleepovers, travel, all of that stuff? Plan ahead. This diet definitely requires a lot of planning ahead. I pack all of Caroline's food for road trips or vacations or if she's going to a friend's house if she's going to a birthday party, I'll try to send her with some kind of SCD treat so that she has something to eat when everyone else is having birthday cake. Um, she packs her lunch every day for school. It's often leftovers from the night before that she will pack because a lot of your typical kind of lunchbox foods aren't aren't SCD legal. So a lot of times she'll take leftovers. Um, I did email her school and ask if it would be possible for her to have access to a microwave, because oftentimes what she's packing isn't very good unless it can be warmed up. And her school was very gracious and accommodated that without any problems. Um, I would say that if you would have, if someone would have a child in that situation and, um, and the school not want to be so quickly to accommodate, that is something that could be written into a 504 plan so that a school would be required to accommodate that for a child if if you would need that. Uh, um, I I did not need that. Like I said, her school was very gracious and accommodated right away. Um, Her dad did take her on a week-long backpacking trip to California this summer, and she ate SCD legal the entire time. So it is possible. It definitely requires some planning ahead, but it is possible. Wow. You don't have to miss out on all of those fun things. So you're jumping a lot of hurdles and you're doing a really good job with it. What other challenges have you faced? Well, the first challenge, unfortunately, that we faced was her doctors and just having to be determined to try the SCD, even though it wasn't what her GI doctors were recommending. Now, the biggest challenge is probably just always having to to plan ahead. As I said, you know, there's no option for just picking up pizza on your way home on Friday when everybody's tired and the fridge is kind of bare. That's not an option. You always have to plan ahead. And, you know, if, if she's going to be leaving with a friend tomorrow after school, I need to plan for her lunch for tomorrow and for her dinner so that she'll have those things to take with her. So those have both been challenges. Um, you know, also in our American culture, we celebrate everything with food and the SC diet, SCD diet is 
very different from the typical American diet. And we almost always celebrate every occasion with food. And every month has at least one holiday or birthday or some special occasion that that we celebrate. And, you know, we do so with donuts or pizza or ice cream. And so it's a challenge to say no to those things, especially when everyone else is indulging. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any tricks that you use? Any Anything that helps you get through that other than just sticking to it and feeling better after everyone is done thinking, well, if I had eaten that, I'd be done now and now I'd be regretting it, but I didn't and I feel pretty good. I mean, is that pretty much the motivating factor with Carolyn, do you think? Yeah, I think I think she is very motivated. And like I said, she I think it fits her personality that she makes up her mind about something and she sticks to it. It's just it's just not an option for her. Right. And I, you know, I think going into any occasion to just have in your mind, this isn't even an option (laughs) helps so much. And then I think planning ahead helps too, to have other things that she can snack on and even treats that she can have so that she's not just sitting there hungry, watching everyone else eat and she can't. (laughs) So... What advice would you give to someone someone out there, either they're an adult working with a doctor that is not at all open to doing anything dietary when it comes to trying to get them on the other side of whatever they are going through, Crohn's colitis, like I said, celiac, whatever, or they have a child whose doctor is saying, yeah, I don't buy it. Obviously, what you did worked for you, and that someone else could do too, talking to the doctor about it. Is there anything else that you would recommend for them to do if they're really trying to work with a doctor and they want to try a more holistic approach to um, getting well? Yeah, I would encourage those people to do some research. You know, I'm, I'm not a researcher, but the information is out there and it's pretty easy to find, really. Um, you know, go to the Seattle Children's Hospital website and read about what Dr. Suskind is doing. Read about, um, listen listen to this podcast and the stories that have been told on this podcast and read the testimonies of, of people like um, Elaine Gottschall, of course, and um, Carmen Sturdy and Erica Kerwin, uh, I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. You know, read, read those testimonies of, of people whose health has been impacted through the specific carbohydrate diet and and be prepared that your doctor may brush you off he may um may not be supportive and you know this is my daughter's story and it's it it may not it's not everyone's story we you know like i said we're fortunate that she wasn't really ill when she was diagnosed. So we had some time to try this, but, um, but I would definitely recommend looking into it and, and knowing that you may not have the support of your doctor right away. It may require some persistence on your part. And, um, if you can determine that it's at least safe to try it, (laughs) try it. Good. That's excellent. Now, I want to remind everyone, of course, this show is not associated at all with the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association, but they're one of my favorite organizations in the world. If you go to um, the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association, and I'll link to it in the show notes, they also have a lot of videos that are available for free of people speaking about their experiences and everything they've gone through. There are doctors talking, there are dietitians talking, there are individuals that have been through a lot that share their experiences. That's another outlet to try to get that type of research and motivation under your belt. Um, there's also a Facebook site called Breaking the Vicious Cycle. Oh my goodness. It's... I will link to it in the show notes. I should have it written down in front of me. I'm on it every day, but that's a that's also 
uh, a baby of the specific carbohydrate diet association. And there's a lot of people there that are sharing recipes and stories, and you'll find links to a lot of really fun and wonderful things. So yeah, research, man, Lindsay, that is huge. And coming from someone who doesn't research and doesn't really like doing it all that much, you did, and it helped you quite a bit. So excellent piece of advice. Thank you. What along the way has been the most helpful for you and for Carolyn, would you say? Well, having the support of my husband and my kids and my mom and many other friends and family have been huge. You know, we've still been able to go on vacations and trips with our extended family who were willing to accommodate Caroline's diet either by making SCD meals for us or even just by giving us the freedom to bring food for ourselves without being offended. And, you know, the the specific carbohydrate diet is not an easy diet to explain or understand in, in a with a quick 30-second explanation. But you don't want to always be the person who's saying, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. And so to have the the support of friends and family there, you know, cheering us on and willing to accommodate us was is such a big help. That's huge. And I one of my greatest wishes for this podcast would be that somehow, somewhere, someone that just has a family member or a friend that is going through all of this and is on the specific carbohydrate diet, I would love for them to hear how important it is that they respect and support what that person is going through. Because you're right. You don't always want to be that person saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. Just let me do my thing. Embrace Mm -hmm. that I'm doing my thing. Let me do it. I won't tell you what to do. Don't tell me what to do and go on with your life. Not everyone is that lucky to be surrounded by that kind of family and friends. So yeah, please, people, learn. Learn. You just need to support and embrace and be there for anyone going through this. It helps so much. Love helps. Love heals. We all need it. A lot. I'm going to jump forward because we did a lot of uh, talking about you in the kitchen and food. Um, tell me, what are some of your favorite recipes? What do you, what do you love? What does she love? We want to hear everything that you're doing that helps make your life easier. I do have some favorite recipes. Um, and I'm, I'm always trying new recipes from different SCD websites and cookbooks that I have, but I also like to do simple meals like, um, you know, pork tenderloin or chicken breasts or chicken thighs on the grill with roasted veggies and all just seasoned with olive oil and and salt and pepper. We do a lot of different kinds of burgers on the grill, beef burgers, turkey burgers, buffalo burgers, and um, just with some cheddar cheese on a lettuce bun. Um, I also do grilled salmon a lot. My favorite way to have it is um, on a salad and I put Uh, pears and bacon and pecans and some shaved Parmesan on it and just make a simple homemade dressing with olive oil and apple cider vinegar and honey and salt and pepper. And that's one of my favorites and I think a family favorite too. I have a few meals that are favorites that are ones that I have either adapted to make them SCD legal or kind of created myself. One is a Big Mac salad, which I could share the recipe with you if you would want to share it. And another one is something I call the um, Philly chicken unstuffed peppers. And then I also uh, created a recipe for tuna melt cakes that we actually, actually had for dinner last night. And my family loves those and they're quick and simple. And, um, so, you know, it's in, in one week we might have chicken, beef, turkey, salmon, pork, you know, all in one week. So even though it may seem like you're giving up a lot doing the SCD, especially at first, there really is quite a bit of variety that you can still have. Um, I have some, our family definitely has some go-to favorite recipes like Jim's fluffy pancakes from nomorecrones.com and almond flour waffles from comfybelly.com. But I like to use pecan flour instead of almond Mm. flour for those. 
And I actually like a lot of recipes from Erica Kerwin's cookbook, Cooking for the Specific Carbohydrate Diet, um, like her ranch dressing, her chicken tenders. Her, Caroline loves her cinnamon bun muffins. We all love her ginger snap cookies. So th these are all recipes that I think are on her website, Comfy Belly, and in that cookbook that I just mentioned. I also like several recipes from Carmen Sturdy's cookbook, Every Last Bite. Um, some of our favorites are her steak fajitas with cilantro chimichurri and her beef ragu and her chicken enchiladas. You're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is great. All right. And, and, and if you have more to list, that's wonderful. I, you, I, I will have my homework cut out for me because what I'm going to do in the show notes is I'm going to link to everything you mentioned, but also okay. if you'd be kind enough to share with me the recipes that you mentioned that you've created, if you'd be comfortable with that, I would love to share that, the full recipes with everyone as well. And I can give links to where they can find those. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to share those with you. Well, I would love to have them. I can't wait to make them. And that those tuna uh, patties, I'll probably be making those as soon as I get the recipe because I've been actually looking for something that really works. And I haven't been happy with what I found so far. So thank you for that. See, this yeah. is why you want to do a podcast, everybody. These are the perks. You get really good recipes and you meet the nicest people in the world. <laughs> so snacks and sweet stuff. You talked about honey a little bit. What are you doing for uh, to satisfy sweet teeth in your family? Mm -hmm. Yeah, her sweet tooth, I would say um, it is like the cinnamon bun muffins that I mentioned or the ginger snap cookies. Um, there's a peanut butter and jelly cookie. I'm not sure who I got that recipe from, um, but that's well, one Well, if you that, think of it, send it to me. I'll, I'll post it. Yeah. Um, it might be from every last bite also. Um, and then I also make homemade popsicles. Our favorite has been raspberry lemonade, which is just fresh lemon juice and fresh pureed raspberries. And I add some honey and, and some water and I have popsicle molds that I freeze those in. So those are, are kind of our sweet tooth satisfiers. And then as far as snacks, I mean, Mike, anyone with little kids probably can relate to, it seems like they are snacking around the clock. And so, um, Caroline snacks on cheese sticks a lot. She eats a lot of apples and peanut butter and fruit of all kind, but, um, a lot of bananas and clementines. She snacks on homemade yogurt with berries, um, a lot of dried fruit and uh, Lara bars. She, there are some Lara bars that she really likes. Uh, SCD muffins, I've already mentioned. I'd say those are the the main go-to snack foods. And don't you find that the longer you're doing this, the more really fabulous recipes come to the surface? And it's like, before you know it, you're surrounded by all of these wonderful recipes where you don't feel as strong of a pull to not follow the specific carbohydrate diet? Yeah, it definitely gets easier. You know, I'm kind of to the point now where I, I can just be always looking for, for new recipes and I have kind of my staples that I go back to, but I, I'm always looking for a new one to introduce and, and that's fun to do. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we can do kind of seasonal things like I've been making SCD pumpkin muffins um, the past couple weeks and, um, so it it definitely gets easier. <laughs> Have you given any thought to how long um, you might want to stay on the specific carbohydrate diet in your family? Well, you know, we of course don't know the future. I'm I am hopeful, given the response that Caroline has had so far, that the SCD will continue to work for her. Um, but even if she has to eventually do it in, conjun in conjunction with medication, we know that it's beneficial. So our plan really is that she'll be on it indefinitely. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear how things go as time goes along. Maybe in the future, you'll even come back on the show and give us an update on, on things and how she's progressing. Mm -hmm. This is just so helpful and so wonderful. I can't thank you enough for sharing all of this with everyone. Do you have any final thoughts 
especially for another mother or really anyone who might just be starting to consider following the specific carbohydrate diet? It can definitely be overwhelming at first. When I first started, when our family first started the SCD um, almost a year ago, it felt like a full-time job. And it still takes up a considerable amount of time, but it has definitely, like I said, gotten easier. Um, some advice that I would give, the first thing would be to start simple. Don't, don't start with elaborate recipes that require several homemade ingredients to make one recipe. You know, start with some simple meals that don't even require a recipe. Like I've mentioned, you know, just basic grilled or baked chicken or pork tenderloin or a steak and roasted veggies and just simple seasonings of salt and pepper. Start with simple things like that. And then as you become more comfortable, add in the more elaborate recipes, add in new SCD recipes as you find them and as you get into a rhythm. Second piece of advice that I would give is to take, take it one week at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself today with what you're going to eat all month long. <laughs> Don't overwhelm yourself today with what are you going to eat on your vacation that's three months away. <laughs> um, those things will require some extra planning, but there's no reason to over overwhelm yourself with those things at the beginning. So just take it one week at a time at the beginning. And then I think my third piece of advice is if you're going to try it, start with the mindset of doing it 100%. Don't start with the mindset of like, I'll, I'll kind of try this, but you know, if I want to have pizza on the weekend, I will. Or if somebody brings donuts to work, I'll eat them. Don't start with that mindset. Start with the mindset of, I will do this 100%. And if you want to give yourself a, a time frame, then do it that way. I will do this 100% for two weeks. And then at the end of two weeks, when you see... I can do this and I'm feeling better, then I will do this 100% for three more weeks or, you know, whatever it may be. But um, those are a, a few, a few pieces, of, pieces of advice that, that I would give to anyone who's thinking about starting it. That 100% rule is an important one. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier that if you're not following the specific carbohydrate diet, you're not following the specific mm -hmm. carbohydrate diet. Mm -hmm. um, and there are people that have found in their life and their lifestyle that they've made some adjustments. Uh, but for those just starting out, it's critical. And it really, you don't, you don't know what's working and what's not if you're not doing it 100%, at least in my opinion. And it's nice I to agree. hear that you, you feel the same way. Anything else you'd like to add at all today? This has been so helpful and just so gracious of you to come on and tell us this story. Anything else you'd like to say? Well, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to tell the story. It has been um, an interesting almost year for sure. And um, I am incredibly grateful for finding the SCD and for quite honestly, what I feel like it has saved my daughter from um, over the, the past year. And like I said, we don't know what the future holds, but but I, I do feel like, <clears throat> at the very least, it has made a huge difference in the past year of her life, and I'm hopeful that it will continue to, to be helpful for her. And I'm kind of repeating th things that I've already said, but I would just encourage anyone who has a, a child in, in this similar situation or who may be in this situation themselves to at least look into it and um, and, and give it a try and, and be prepared that you might come up against some resistance from doctors or maybe even from family and friends. I, like I said, I'm so grateful that I have had supportive family and friends and, um, and I'm, I'm really thankful to have found the SCD. Yes. Uh, so many people, you know, I, I keep thinking of Elaine Gottschall. And I kind of look up to the heavens and I think, are you looking down and keeping count of how many thousands and thousands and countless lives you have saved, changed, helped, because you took the time to 
figure out this diet for your daughter. And now someone like you has that in their hands and you have the power to do the same thing. It's remarkable. It, it, I know I sound really mushy here and I'm like a rah-rah, but I am a rah-rah. You know, when you see people get better and you see people change their lives for the better and all with food and sometimes with medication as well, but food does heal. Food is medicine. And mm-hmm. it, it's a great experiment to go on it just to see how much better you feel. It, it truly is remarkable. And I know you've inspired a ton of people and I thank you most dearly. Keep us advised as far as how how the family is doing, how Caroline is doing. I know people are going to be interested in hearing that, and hopefully you will be able to talk to you again in the future. I would love that. Thank you so much, Lee. I'd love it, too. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scd4me.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scd4me.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical profession. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.